Welcome to the Hoops College Coaches Podcast. I am Aaron Perrinac. Joining us today is Sean Postiglione, head coach at Bridgewater College. After numerous successful stints and championship experiences as assistant coach, Post will be starting his fourth year as head coach at Bridgewater, leading them to their most wins in one season in the last 10 years. Thanks, Coach, for joining us today. Um, talking about positivity, why is it important for you to be positive? Well, I think yeah, I just finished my third year uh, as head coach here at Bridgewater. And I think, um, you know, as an assistant coach for a number of years, you, you get the experience being a, in that support role. And I think as you find when you get to be a head coach, uh, it's a different level uh, of what's expected of you, what you need to do in terms of getting through to your players and, and communicating, you know, your vision, your goals, uh, what your culture is to them. And I, I think with the, the young uh, men that we coach today, um, you know, they probably respond, uh, you know, differently uh, to different methods of communication than maybe um, kids in the past have. And, and I think I found as a head coach, just, you know, focusing more on, on uh, positive emotions and, and more optimistic viewpoints and ways of communication. I think that gets better responses uh, from your guys and, and, and more, um, you know, stronger buy-in, uh, in terms of what you're trying to do and what the culture that you're trying to build. And, uh, you know, we struggled our first two years here. We didn't have, um, you know, our personnel here and, and we were just kind of building a program from the ground up. And, and I think when you struggle, especially as a head coach, you're, you're always looking for ways, you know, how can we be better? You know, how can we get this turned around? How can we build, um, the type of program that we want to have here? And, and so I, I kind of turned more into, you know, that positive psychology of, you know, how can we communicate? Um, how can we run practice? How can we just live day to day? That's going to get stronger buy-in and, and kind of get us to where we want to go. And I, I think that focus on positivity, positive emotions, uh, being optimistic, believing in yourself, uh, has gotten us on the right track. And, and I, I'm pleased with the foundation we've built. And this is going to be a key year for us in year four with a lot of guys back and, we're hoping to kind of build on, on this kind of culture. We started to lay down and, and really strengthen it and, and see where it can take us. Give us some examples of being positive and maybe in situations where it might be easy to be negative or where most people are negative or maybe where you were negative in the past and you're trying to be positive now. I think the biggest thing that I've seen in the, in the young student athletes that we inherit here. Uh, and, and the thing that a lot of kids aren't great at, but it really has a huge impact on your overall success ultimately is how you respond to adversity. Uh, because I think a lot of kids, a lot of young basketball players as they're grown, growing up and going through middle school, high school, um, I, I don't think they, are faced with the same levels of adversity that you, you might like to see that build that character strength. Uh, and, and a lot of times I see, um, you, you know, whether because they were the best player on the team or they really haven't been held tremendously accountable, you know, by the adults in their lives before getting to college. And you see a lot of the kids get to college and they hit obstacles because it's impossible to play college basketball and not face a lot of obstacles, face a lot of adversity. It, it comes with just doing what we do. So a lot of kids don't respond well to that adversity. And that 
is why one of the reasons why the transfer rate is so high across college basketball. It's one of the reasons why a lot of kids don't reach their potential or why um, teams don't succeed is because when they hit obstacles, when they hit adversity, they, they withdraw, you know, they don't fight back. They don't, um, you know, get out of, uh, you know, get back to on the right path. So for us, you know, we try to stress a lot about how we respond when challenge occurs and how the, 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 the most effective way, the most way to, the best way to become successful is to look at adversity as nothing more than an opportunity to grow and learn and get better. Uh, and to be optimistic and optimistic meaning not that you just think great things are going to happen, but that you, you know that you have control over the situation, that your actions and behavior matters so that whatever happens, whether, you know, you missed a shot or, you know, you got a bad grade on the test or, you know, your, your other team just made a run or you're having a, a poor practice. The, the key for us is getting it in our guys' heads is that whatever happens, you know, when things that don't go your way, when negative events happen, you're in control of how you respond and, and your actions and behavior that response will matter and it will, it will allow you to either get back on the right path, succeed, overcome the adversity, or it will send you down, you know, a snowball effect of, you know, leading to more and more setbacks. Uh, so I think, you know, in any situation we try to stress, all right, like, you know, next play, like we control it, you know, we control our response. You can't control what happens to you a lot of times, but you certainly control your response. And so, it's kind of a continuous thing where you're looking out, you know, when something, you know, obstacle happens, challenge, it's just reinforcing with our guys that, Hey, you know, we can control this, how we respond. We have to respond with optimism. Like we can fix it. Um, and that, you know, any kind of adversity is just very temporary and specific to one area and it's not pervasive. It's not, doesn't mean the world's going to end or that, you know, you're a bad person or, you, or that you're a failure. And I think that's the mentality a lot of kids have when they first face adversity. They can't get out of it. They can't get out of their own head. So it's a const, constant thing that we try to reinforce and say, whatever it is, you can fix it. And so you have to make the right response to move forward in a positive way, in a way that, that moves you towards your goal. Uh, and towards, you know, the behaviors and actions that are going to allow you to be successful. So it, it's more of a, it's something that's got to kind of pervade, I think, every aspect, both on the court and off the court. And it's not always the easiest thing, but I think it's, it's an approach that will hopefully, one, make your, your, your um, athletes better uh, overall in life, but also allow your team to be a lot more successful. Obviously, you're having to model that behavior you know, you can't, you know, you can't tell them to be positive and you, you know, fly off the handle and, you know, be negative all the time because that doesn't work. How do, what do you, what some, what are some strategies that you use to help hold yourself accountable for being positive, even when you don't want to be? Yeah. And, and I think one of the reasons why I, I kind of really went, went hard on this path um, since getting to Bridgewater is because I wanted myself to be better, you know, because I'm definitely inherently an intense guy, which is fine. But I think, uh, too many times I, um, would, would 
kind of be more on the pessimistic side, uh, you know, of things. And like you said, if you want to have a program, a culture a certain way, you as the, as the ultimate leader have to model it. And, and so one of the reasons why I did this is because I wanted to be uh, better. I wanted to be more positive. I wanted to have more positive emotions on a daily basis. I wanted to, to have a more optimistic viewpoint. And it's not, you know, it's a, it's a challenge you have to work on every day. And so like things like, you know, just trying to read up, read some really good books. Um, great by Angela Duckworth, uh, is a book I read. Uh, that's, that's great. Um, book QBQ about personal accountability, really good book. Um, you know, there's a, there's a book I read called the daily stoic that's has daily meditation. So I think, you know, I use some apps, meditation apps, uh, mindfulness app, another app called stop, breathe, think, uh, you know, it's stuff that kind of sounds maybe new agey or, you know, a little out there, but uh, that stuff being, being able to work on your mental game. Uh, and that's what we stress to our guys is essential. So if you want to be more positive, you want to be more optimistic, you want to be more, um, have quiet your mind and be more peaceful. Well, then you have to train that just as you would train your jump shot, your ball handling, your passing skills. And I think that's something as coaches that gets overlooked a lot is that the mental side, uh, your, your, your mental approach, your mental, uh, you know, outlook, it has to be trained and worked on maybe as just as much as the physical. And I think a lot of times as coaches, we don't spend enough time on that. And that's something uh, last year we started to spend more time on, and I'm going to spend a, a lot more time on it this year uh, because, you know, young kids, they don't have the tools uh, to necessarily, or they really the mindset to work on that stuff all the time. And so as coaches, I think we have to give them the tools uh, so that they can handle, you know, the tough times because you're always going to play and always going to respond to the level of your training. And so if you don't spend time working on being positive, working on responding to adversity, in a positive way, or if you don't train yourself to have an optimistic outlook, um, you're not going to, you're not going to have it when the times are really tough. So we do some things like we have a thing called three good things. Uh, and so we tell our guys, you know, at the end of every day, you know, you should write down three good things that you're, that you're grateful for, that you're appreciative for. Um, and and same thing at the end of every practice, even at half times of games, I'll make sure to, Hey, like these were three good things uh, that we did today, or these were three good things that happened in practice, uh, to get our guys in that mindset of being grateful. Gratitude is one of our core values. It's a really important thing. I think developing positivity and positive emotions, uh, being grateful. So that's something we try to stress. And that's one kind of tool that we use. And we try to have our guys use to, to strengthen that, that skill. Um, it just, we have a saying called SVE small victories every day. Like it's just all about getting incrementally better every day, uh, in all facets of your life. So those are like some of the types of messages we try to get across. And I do myself like you, like that's like, that's what everything we do with the team I do with myself, uh, for the reason you said is that I have to be the, the one that buys in the most and miles is the most. And I, and I think as an added benefit, it, i pleased with the results it's had on me personally. So I, th- I think across the board, there really isn't a, a downside to spending more time on this stuff because I think uh, it helps you both personally and in a team setting. That's, that's, that's really your own self-growth helps your team get better. Um, and then 
as your team becomes more positive, you become more positive and it's, it's, it's a good momentum and it's a, it's, it's, it's a good ball rolling down the hill uh, that you're building. When it comes to recruiting, obviously, you know, you're, you get to recruit and bring in who you want. Do you try to search out that positivity with the players that you bring in or, you know, is that just something that you say, well, you know, most kids are probably not going to have that, you know, so we'll just, we'll work on it and build it and we'll recruit other qualities. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that thing depends on where you're at. Uh, you know, obviously high school coaches don't get to pick and choose, you know, their personnel to an extent, you know, they're at the mercy of who's in the school. Uh, even at division three, like we are here, you know, you, you can't be overly picky because ultimately you have to have a baseline of talent and athleticism that you need to compete, you know, especially at the high level that we compete at in our, in our conference, in our division. Um, but I think if from a recruiting standpoint, you have to avoid the extremes because when someone's, by the time someone's 18 years old, they're coming to college, there are certain really ingrained habits and character traits that as a coach, even in college, you, you may be not going to be able to fix certain things. And so I think you have to, we do, a, a, we try to be really, really intentional in how we recruit in avoiding guys that are really selfish, you know, really just about themselves or like you said, really, really negative or angry or have, you know, issues in terms of controlling their emotions. Um, so we definitely um, try to look for and find out, you know, any really negative character traits that we think um, are going to be too much, you know, for, to change. Uh, or to, to improve, you know, when he's here. Um, and now on the flip side, if you could find someone, and we do try to look for guys that uh, show more appreciation, gratitude, um, treat their teammates right, treat their coaches right, uh, treat their um, parents right. You know, one of the things that I try to look for a lot when, when we talk to recruits is, you know, are they complaining about their coaches? Are they complaining about their teammates? Are they complaining and being negative? about, um, you know, anything in their lives, uh, particularly the adults in their lives who are trying to hold them accountable. That's something I really, really look for. And if someone is, is doing that stuff, it's, it's, it's a pretty big red flag for me because in my, again, in my opinion, if they're doing it, then they're going to do it to you when you're, right. when they're, when you're trying to coach them. Uh, and, and so I, that's one big thing I do look for in recruiting. If someone's really complaining and being negative, particularly about their coaches or teachers or anything like that, uh, that tends to be a really big red flag for me because, uh, again, they're going to do the same thing when they get to college. Um, and, and so we definitely look for guys that are, speak a lot more positively about their teammates, coaches, um, or have a, you know at least neutral about it. Uh, and then hopefully once they get in our culture, you know that kind of those kind of skills are strengthened uh, and and they get on you know get in line with the rest of the rest of the team. How how does this come in when you have, when you when you're in the middle of a game and a an official makes a call that you don't agree with? Yeah, and, and again, it's the same thing we talk about with our guys. You know, you just missed a shot, bag call. Um, we have a saying: uh, press pause. You know, press the pause button, and it's just as simple as you gotta just stop, take a deep breath. You know, the breathing again, back to the meditation stuff. I think it's really helpful, and just be able to take a deep breath and move forward because again, you can't control the bad play, the bad call, uh, whatever it was, that's, that happened. The only thing you can control is your response. And then that's true as me, you know, and, and again, you're always perfect. No. Um, but if you want to be good, if you want to be an effective coach, 
you have to be able to move past that. You know, one guy that, you know, I'm nowhere close to being, but the one guy whose temperament I just love is Brad Stevens. You know, I even write it on my little note card before every game, because I feel like he does a tr- the best job of anyone I've ever seen of, of staying kind of even keel, you know, during a game. Um, and, and I think I've improved a lot in that area. I think we continue to, you know, both self growth and, and with our guys continue to, to stress that stuff in the heat of a game. Uh, and that's where I think the training part comes in. Like you have to train yourself in practice in everyday moments to press pause and not let your emotions get too overheated. Um, and go down a negative or dark path. Because if you do that in your everyday life, or you do it in practice, that's what's going to happen in a game. And so that's where, again, I, I stress that training of working on it in quiet times, working on it in peaceful times, doing daily breathing exercises, daily meditation, doing the three good things daily. Um, you know, I take a quiet moment before every game. I sit, whether it's in the locker room on the road or in my office, and I do a little meditation, a little reading, just to kind of, try to put myself in that mindset of being able when things get really intense and really um, frenetic in a game to just, you know, press pause, take a deep breath. And so that you can then direct your guys the best path forward uh, and be in the moment and be in the game. And that's the same thing that we ultimately would like to get our guys to that point as well. So, so, you know, year one, years one and two were not very positive. Year three was much more positive. Um, year four, you know, like you said, you're, you're trying to, to build on that. How, how, how much do you think your success uh, in wins and losses, which is, you know, what coaches are measured in and, and teams, how much is success directly related to the amount of positivity that your, that your team exemplifies? Yeah, it certainly helps. And there's always a lot of different factors to go into it. You know, our big, one of the biggest things that kind of coincided with this is, you know, last year in year three was the first year that we had all of our players that we recruited a full, a full roster composed of our guys. And that goes back to the recruiting end because as a coach, you know, even if you have a lot of control over who's on your team or you don't have as much control, maybe as the high school level, I think ultimately you have to have a team composed of, people that you like to be around and you'd like to coach, you know? And I think that's another thing that we look at in the recruiting process. Like would I want to be around this person a lot? Cause that's what you are, you know? And, and I think that helps set that foundation for positivity because when you're around someone you don't like and you don't like being around because either they're not a good person, you don't like your attitude. It's tough to be consistently positive in that environment. And so by year three, we had, I think finally gotten our roster and our personnel to the point was, the point where these guys are good guys. You enjoy hanging around with them. You enjoy being with them. They enjoy being with each other. And so that sets the tone right there. Um, but I think on top of that, uh, that culture of being able to handle adversity, being able to look at things a little more optimistically, believing that your response and your behavior matters and you can control uh, a lot of things that go on during the course of a practice or a game uh, and developing those skills certainly ultimately helps, you know, your, your wins and losses, because there are a lot of times in year one and two, and a lot of teams experience this where you're in a close game and things start to get out, go the other way and you can't recover from it. Um, whereas this year we won a lot of those games uh, that we hadn't won in the first two years. Now, part of that is having better players. You know, we had the rookie of the year in the league. Uh, we had some really talented young guys, but a lot of that too is, is that self-belief, that confidence 
that optimism of believing that whatever gets thrown at you, you can handle. Because um, I, I think that's just a, such a critical thing for these young people nowadays is being able to, to handle those obstacles. And I think when you can do that consistently, it's going to be able, it's going to allow you to end up on the winning end uh, in situations where maybe you wouldn't have, if you're taking a more pessimistic approach or get really down on yourself during the course of a game or think that, you know, you can't, you can't come back from this lead or you can't come back from that play. So I think naturally the more optimistic you look at things and, and the more you're able to respond positively to, to adversity or challenges, you know, the better off you're going to be both in the short term and the long term. How do you teach a player who, you know, they're in a game and they miss a shot or they turn it over or whatever, and they have that negative response that obviously you don't want them to have. Your team doesn't want them to have it because this is our culture. This is part of who we are. We're going to be positive. We're going to be optimistic. How do you, how do you discipline, reinforce, uh, address that, negative, uh, that negative reaction in, in, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think it starts where it, it has to be something you do consistently across the board, like not just in a game or not just in a practice. It's, you know, if they're, you know, if you're just eating lunch with them and they start going negative or they start getting down on themselves, you got to stop them and correct them. Uh, you know, you got to, um, with the words and language that you use all the time and how you communicate, it's got to portray that positivity, that positive emotions, uh, that, that optimism, uh, you you know, so it's something that I think has to kind of pervade every sense, every sense of every area of what you do, um, in practice, but really like from a basketball standpoint, it's in practice. So if a guy body language is poor, they miss a shot, they get down, you got to constantly correct it. You got to constantly address it. You got to constantly hold them accountable to the standard you're setting in terms of how you have to respond to adversity, how you have to act, how you have to communicate. And so whether it's eventually making them run, do push-ups, you know, having negative consequences when they don't meet that standard, that's eventually, you know, you have to constantly reinforce what you want, the behavior and the actions you want to see. And, and like you said too, a big part of it is your team, the teammates. So, you need to get that buy-in and have enough guys that are doing it the right way, doing it, uh, meeting the standard so that they can be the ones that are constantly influencing, constantly um, holding their teammates accountable. Because as a coach, you spend a lot of time with your guys, but ultimately, too, they spend a lot of time away from you, um, whether it's in the locker room, in the dorms. And so if your team, there aren't guys in your team that are reinforcing what it is you want or reinforcing your culture and your standards, it's never going to sink in uh, completely or deep. Uh, so that's another huge part of it as well. That in practice, guys saying, you know, we say a ton, next play, next play, next play, you know, make the next play. Uh, let's, all right, let's see how you respond to this. And, and I think part of it too is in practice, most of what we do, most of the drills we do have a winner and a loser. Uh, most, we try to create really intense environments in practice um, again, where there's, there's pressure, where there's, um, consequences, you know, every drill is a winner and loser. And if you lose, there's a consequence, whether it's running pushups or, or whatever. Uh, so, so you, now you're trying to create those adversities that those challenges in a practice setting in a controlled environment so that you can constantly reinforce the habits, uh, the responses in terms of being positive, being able to handle adversity, moving forward optimistically, 
So you can drill that stuff in practice so that now you're trained it and now it gets into a game setting and hopefully now they've developed those habits and, and that mindset to, to respond and to act the way you like to see them act. So I think it's something that um, you got to constantly stay on top of. You got to constantly reinforce and hold people accountable to, and you really got to create those situations in practice that draw out the adversity, that draw out the tough times. So now you can work on how people respond and hopefully, uh, you know, kind of continually get a little bit better each day in, in how, um, you know, people respond to those type of situations. How, you're in practice and you just, you know, somebody re- responds negatively, obviously your staff, uh, is there helping you? Do you address the, the positivity, the, 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 the negative response and let your staff address what they actually did, what they need to improve on? Or do you address the basketball thing and let the staff handle the positivity part? Or do you handle all of it? Do you let the staff handle it? Like how, like how do you, cause you can't just coach just the positivity and you can't just coach. Yeah. Hey, you should have been here on, in, on the help side or whatever. How do, how do you kind of address all that without killing practice for five minutes? Yeah. I think it's important. Like when you say positivity, it doesn't mean like everything's always great. Oh, great job. Great job. Because that's, that's more, that's fake. You know, that's, that's right. fake optimism. That's fake positivity. What we're, what we're stressing, what we're focusing on is your actions and your behaviors, you know, and, and how there's certain actions, behaviors, and habits that allow you to be successful and ones that don't. Um, so, so missing a shot, you know, eventually, you know, you get, Hey, you gotta get in the gym, get extra shots up, you know, work on, you know, get some, get game speed reps up, you know, those, the things that basketball, like, Hey, you need to rotate harder. You know, we, the, the best, we try to make our guys understand, like from the basketball standpoint, we're teaching and correcting, you know, we're not, that's not negative. You know, it's not negative to teach and correct, you know, right. what's, what could be negative is if you make something personal or you don't respond right to someone trying to keep, teach you or correct you or hold you accountable. So it kind of all ties in together. You know, it's not just like you're just looking for the, the positivity or body language stuff and you, or you're just looking at the basketball stuff. It's kind of all intertwined, uh, you know, because the basketball stuff, what happens might lead to, you know, a response, you know, that, that mindset um, or th- your negativity might lead you to now be not be engaged, not be focused, and you know you're not performing as well. So I think they're they're both one. They're all they're very connected. I don't think you could separate uh, the two. So we're, as coaches, we're constantly looking to address both things. Um, but but trying to understand, like from a basketball standpoint, you know there are mistakes and things that you can control, uh, and and there are sometimes you know you just missed a shot and you got to just do better next time. Or there are things that like, you know, just, a, you might've played good defense and it made a tough shot. Okay. Make the next play, you know? So it's trying to separate or, you know, did you not rotate because you just had made a mistake or now you're not given the effort that you need to give. So it, it's, it's very just based on what you can control and holding them to that standard of giving max effort. Uh, and then from the positivity side, how are you responding? You no, know, cause how are you like, listen, we're going to, coach you we're going to coach you up and so the proper response to that is to be relentless to compete um to to embrace the coaching thank you coach you're making me better again it all is about your viewpoint you know is it because a coach saying something to you you know one person can take the same words and say ah coach is getting on me again uh you know he's always on my back i can't do anything right 
And one guy could say, all right, I got you coach. I'm going to do it right this time. And so it's the same words, but right. one guy I think is going to be a lot more effective on the next couple plays and long-term. And one guy, his, his growth, his, his ultimate ceiling is going to be stunted. So it, it's, it's, that's where I began creating that mindset in your guys of what it means to be coached and what it means to be optimistic and what it means to, to handle adversity is so important because if someone doesn't let you coach them, if someone doesn't let you hold them accountable and push them, then you're never going to be as good as a, as a team and you're never going to be as good as a player. And I think that's a critical, essential thing that's at the core of a lot of issues between teams and players nowadays. And so that's another reason why we try to stress this stuff so much because guys have to let you coach them. Um, and they have to understand where you're coming from and why it's important that they respond in a certain way. Well, I think if, if you are coaching or if you have their best interests in mind, they're going to know that. And your positivity is not fake. Um, it, they know that you're just trying to help them get better, that you're just trying to help the team improve and whatever. Um, and so they're more likely to respond in that positive way. But if that positivity is not genuine, then they see right through that. And they're like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I don't care what you say. Um, right. So yeah, and- Exactly. And we, and we try to spend a lot of time with our players off the court to, you know, develop those relationships. And again, that's why it goes back to see where every area is important, because if you're a guy as a coach, that's, constantly walking around like the sky's falling, looking angry, looking, um, you know, just looking upset or that nothing's ever good and never talking about good things that guys are doing. Again, it's one of the reasons why we do the three good things. So if you're that type of guy, then when you get on someone on the court, it just feels like more weight, you know, and more negativity. Whereas if you're a guy coming around saying, Hey, we're gonna have a great day today. We're going to try to get better today. We're going to get after it. You know, um, whatever happens, let's move forward. Let's make the next play. Now, when you get on the guy and you have a good relationship with them because you've, you've had lighter, happier, joyful moments off the court, now when you get on them and you're pushing them and challenging them, I think you have a much better chance of that message being received the proper way than, right. than if you're the other way where you're not right. positive. Right. And, you know, it's like you said, it just leads to an overall better environment <laughs> because right. exactly. it's, it's an overall better environment. So um, is there anything else that you want to share about anything uh let's yeah i think you know co- coaching you know it'll everything i mean like what i like about this stuff it just i think it ties into a lot of things because because coaching you know at what level you're at coaching is inherently uh, a really stressful uh really tough really intense uh competitive environment and those emotions can really drain you it can really weigh on you uh in a lot of ways if if you don't handle it correctly. And that's one of the things where I think this stuff that we've talked about has been very beneficial to me personally, because uh, it's given me a better outlook on, on things. And, and when certain things happen that normally would have really got me worked up and stressed and anxious, um, you know, it's, it's still challenging days, but I think um, this focus on positive emotions, working on myself in terms of the meditation, reading, um, catching myself um, when I'm, I'm not doing the things that I'd like to do in terms of how I respond, it all adds up and it all allows 
me to handle those tougher moments, I think a lot more effectively, um, which makes me a better coach, which allows our team hopefully to be better. So I think it's all connected from both a personal and professional level. And, uh, you know, I would encourage people to, you know, look up positive psychology, look up those meditation apps. Uh, there's a lot of good literature out there. Uh, but then ultimately you got to work on every day. And I think if you do, it can't, it can't do anything but help, you know, yourself and your team uh, in the process. I mean, I, right. The biggest question is what can it hurt? <laughs> you know, even if you don't, right. win, exactly. you don't win any more games or, you know, or whatever, at least you'll have a better outlook. You'll be happier, less stressed, less anxious, you know, whatever. And that's still good for you. <laughs> um, and the exactly around every day. So, um, uh, that's awesome. That's great, great, great content. Uh, thanks for taking the time to share with us and, um, maybe next time you can share something a little more, a little more basketball specific. I, I love it. I love that too. But like, if you don't have this stuff down, you know, it doesn't matter what, how many plays you drop because if the guys aren't going to execute it and uh, you know, if they just coming off a bad play and they can't get their heads right, then the best play in the world is not going to work. You know? So this is why I try to start with this foundation, but I would love to come back and, and talk some more because I know it's with your coaching. Sounds good. Thanks man. Have a good day. All right. Thank Appreciate you too. Yeah.